Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Beyonce, you look like Luther Vandross. Oh, but make it fashion. But you ain't heard that from me. Fierce. Can't um, stop. You see, when you do <laughs> clownery, the clown comes back I to bite. I ain't gonna sleep because of y'all. It's Britney, bitch. Y'all not gonna get we no sleep because of me. Tiffany. But I am a guy. I don't know. Who said that? Welcome to Back Issue, a weekly podcast that revisits formative moments in pop culture that we still think about. This week, we're playing games because it's game night. Come on, let's play Monopoly. Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. Now is the time for fun with Uno. Each week, we'll go back into the past and revisit unforgettable moments we all think we remember. And learn what they can teach us about where we are now. I'm Tracy Clayton. And I'm Josh Gordon. tee hee 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 So we got to start off by saying this isn't a regular episode. I'm not like a regular episode. I'm a cool episode. Yeah, this is a special episode because we invited our friends, some of the goats, Brittany Luce, Eric Eddings, over for game night. First of all, what a flex on our behalf. Can I just go ahead and say? <laughs> and then, as if we weren't flexing hard enough, later we're going to sit down with Teddy Phillips, the creator of For the Culture. It's a Black-centric cultural trivia game, so it's all games today. We want to talk to him about what goes into designing and marketing our favorite games and what it looks like to Blackify them. I feel like we just needed some fun. Let's just have some fun. So first, let's have game night with Brittany and Eric. Brittany and Eric are clearly podcast legends, and they are reviving their dearly missed for Color Nerds podcast, 
I tell people it's just for me. Well, that's what I'm going to tell people it's just for me. But the streets <laughs> really, really missed them. And we are so, so glad that you're back. We can't wait to talk about dorky Black pop culture things with you again. Yay! Hi, friend. Hey. Y'all, that was so sweet. I wanted to just stay gone for like five <laughs> more minutes. <laughs> so y'all keep talking because that was amazing. Thank you. Uh, Tracy, we did bring the show back just for you. I yes. knew it. I knew it. Yeah. See, I was trying to like not yeah. be too big-headed about it, but I knew it. I seen it. Yeah, I said, you know what? I want Tracy to have a good 2022. Aww. Stitcher, can you please bring the show back <laughs> just for Honestly, me? we deserve. Like, it's been rough. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. So the world is in this constant state of opening and then closing and then opening and closing. But in those open windows, people are meeting and they're reuniting. And one of the things that I'm really excited about is the potential chance of getting back for a game night. Game night. Brittany, Eric, how do y'all feel about game night? So you're ready to lose, friends. Oh, wait. Did I already detect some shit talking? Oh. <laughs> And you've been in my house two minutes. You already, <laughs> already at it. That's fine, though. Personally, I love game night. Game night speaks to big, like, Taurus energy. Mm. Like, let's compete. Yes. Like, we can fight. You might talk about my mama. I might talk about your grandmama. But we're going to be friends <laughs> after this. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to get to that level? <laughs> it, it just sometimes does. Sometimes it, it do. just does. <laughs> I am a Taurus, too, by the way. So There you go. Uh-huh. Me and my best friend from high school, Anora. Whenever we would play board games against anybody else in our friend group, family, after a while, nobody wanted to play with us because we always won. And so I love game nights, but I do love when you get to have a team just by nature of the shows that we host. I think all of us on some level understand the importance of teamwork. There's something about sharing the glory with another person. Uh I love being able to tag team and then just dominate Mm. an entire game night function and make everyone else upset. (laughs) So no one has fun but you and your partner. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm having fun with somebody. I'm not like a pariah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, it's like I get to make everybody else feel better about themselves with someone I love. So how about y'all? Like, how do y'all feel about the game night? I love game nights more than I love most things in my life. Like, I think it's my favorite form of social gathering, honestly, because like, especially now that the world's opening back up again, right? Like, I don't know how to dress anymore. I don't know how to, I can't fit any of my clothes. I got to retrain my brain to not have an anxiety attack whenever I leave the house. Like, it's just, it's just too much. Let me put on these sweats. Let me get some Popeyes or some pizza or both, depending on who's on the guest Mm. list. And just come over and let's get drunk and fucked up and just like fight for a little while and just like get all that aggression out. And then afterwards... We're all too drunk to keep playing, so we just start gossiping and talking shit, and it's just a lovely evening, you know? Yeah. Very therapeutic. It is a lovely evening. Mm. I do think we all experience a little bit of, like, PTSD from game night, though. Like, I think you have to be careful. Like, anytime I've tried to, I feel like I've tried to get a game night started recently, the first question, okay, what are we playing? And it's never asked with optimism. It's always, like... Preparing yourself? Yeah, it's like, okay, (laughs) what type of game night is this? Right. And who all going to be there? Right. Like, are we playing Boggle or are we playing Bidwist? Like, are we going to have to fight? Is it friendly? Is it chill? Are kids coming? Yeah. Do I need Newports? <laughs> Am I going to be that level of stressed out? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I love game night. I remember during holidays, yes. my extended family 
my grandparents, my cousins, like everybody mm. would be around the table playing Monopoly and I was never allowed to play because I was too young. And so mm-hmm. like now I'm old enough to be at that table. You're like, let's get it. And I'm spreading my elbows out. Like, let's go. Like, yes. <laughs> like I'm excited. This is my exactly. piece. This is my piece. That's so real, though. Some of the best shit talking I've ever witnessed in life happened at that table. They acted like they were playing with real money. <laughs> the thing that I don't understand in this very lovely picture that you just painted is that Monopoly is the game that everybody got together to play. Me and my family just did not, like, acknowledge the existence because it takes so long and honestly it's a long game it's fun as everybody else thinks it is. i mean given the state of late capitalism that we're in right now <laughs> i don't know if it's the first game i'd go to but we're talking about like the 90s you know clintons were in office the economy was in a different place the housing market was a lot different <laughs> one could dream right. dreams were possible i remember dreams <laughs> Are there any games that people are like, no, I will not play this game with you in particular ever again because of this particular time that some shit went down? I feel like there's no one that has blacklisted me from a game, but I have friends that I have blacklisted from games. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a friend. We were playing Uno. Oh, that'll get you. And I was whooping people's ass like it was on. (laughs) And then, you know how like, especially when you're playing Uno, Mm -hmm. somebody hits you with a reverse and you're like, oh, really, it's like that? I got something for you later. (laughs) I saved like three of those cards, like the draw twos or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity presented itself and I was like, skip, reverse, Mm. reverse, Mm. reverse, Mm. draw four, out. Mm. Do you know what my friend said? What? You can't win Uno on a special card. It has to be a card that has a number on it. No, that's made up. That's not true. No, that's a made up rule. See, that's what I said. But he got everybody at the table to be like, oh, yeah, I heard that rule. I heard that rule. I was like, what? What? And that's not your friend. Right. They was in cahoots. (laughs) (laughs) The number one rule of all game nights, I feel like, is you decide the rules yes. at the beginning. Yeah, you have And if to. you have not discussed it, it does not count. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first round of Uno is always figuring out, do you stack or not? Do you stack or not? You yeah. know, that's yeah. A memoir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With most friends, I'm blacklisted, at least, from some type of game. Some type of game. I haven't even, I never even played a game with you, and I know that you were blacklisted <laughs> My sister has told me repeatedly, I would never, ever play Monopoly with you again. <laughs> and then there's space. But I feel like the folks who don't, like, I don't mind the people who don't want to play space with me anymore. Because that just means you were bad. Oh. You know, like, that means, I, that means I was doing it right. I had a boyfriend who loved playing Monopoly. And the first time that I played with him and maybe one of his godmothers or something like that, and it was supposed to be like a friendly, like I'm meeting this really nice older woman for the first time. And it was supposed to be like some sort of like vetting operation for me. And I won at Monopoly. I beat everyone. And after that, like nothing was the same. (laughs) He was like really upset. 
we broke up later, not directly because of that. There was also another incident where he taught me how to play chess and I won that same day. That same day. That also hurt his feelings. Brutal. Doing that is worse. <laughs> Monopoly is a big part of his luck. Chess is strategy. You were smarter than him. You I, like you figured it out. <laughs> when I tell you if somebody put a chess board in front of me right now, I would not remember how to play. God was with me that day because... <laughs> <laughs> and then we broke up like three years later. So like yeah. do math. I think it was like a straight line from winning at Monopoly to the dissolution of our wow. relationship. As it usually is. Yeah. Monopoly out here breaking up happy black homes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Are there any games that are not our game night games that you try to introduce? Because mm. I will say, I've been trying to... I don't know if y'all have heard of uh, Ticket to Ride. <gasps> what oh, you know that? about Ticket to Ride? No, what, what is that? You know Yo, about Ticket, Ticket to, ride? to Ride is my that shit. That shit is so okay. fun. Is it is random as hell, but basically... You have like there are a whole bunch of different versions. There's like America. There's like Europe. Different maps. Wait, is that the train thing? Mm-hmm. We played that before, and it's fun, right? Did you like it? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. You to build a train track. <laughs> it's a little bit of Monopoly. It's a little bit like space because you got to kind of like guess kind of where I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. You got to pick routes, and you kind of gotta cash a check that you don't know if you actually got the funds for. Mm-hmm. And so that is nice. And then there's strategy too. So it's just like all around, I feel like it just does the thing. Such a fulfilling game. I just want to say this here. Be open to Ticket to Ride. You know, I'm not saying, <laughs> we don't have to do risk. <laughs> <laughs> I would never in my life. Settlers of Catan. Hey, 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 hey. It's so fun, y'all. If it was not a pandemic, I'd be like, come over now. I'm like, am I in AP European history? What is this? No, well, see, that's the thing. Okay, so it saves you from, like, the discomfort of, like, oh, so am I a, I'm a, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm a colonial. Yes, I'm a colonialist. Yes, I'm like, am I a colonizer who's just, like, invading, like, this land or whatever? And I'm just, like, getting all the resources? No, because Catan is a fake place. Ah, right? Hmm. That's how I talk about stuff. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> and there's also a lot of games that I, at this point in my life, just won't play. So I need to like mm. move some other ones in. Wait, what won't you play aside from Monopoly? Uh, Jenga. Jenga's bad Why? for my nerves. What? It's what? bad for my nerves. Tracy. What about the big one? Oh, big Jenga is off the chain. Big Jenga just sounds more stressful. Like, my <laughs> hand is, like, shaking and stuff, and, like, I don't like sudden movements and loud noises and shit. I love Jenga because it fits into the two categories that I love about games for game night. What's that? It needs to be either one of these two things. It needs to be something that's super competitive mm. or something that is super intuitive that I can, like, dip in and out of while I'm eating and getting drinks. Right, right. Yes, exactly. And Jenga is both of those things. This is the intersection yes, of those I get things. It. I get it. You don't need to teach anybody how to play Jenga. And you can't forget how to play Jenga. Yeah. I've seen videos of cats playing Jenga. And yet, <laughs> I don't. It's just not my preferred flavor <laughs> of game. For what it's worth, I have essential tremor. Literally, my hands shake uncontrollably. Mm. And I should be terrible at this game, but I also still love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it adds to the suspense. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, let let go. I get enough of that in my real life. I don't like not knowing what's going to happen. Me and my therapist are working on that. And I just can't see myself being like, oh, here, let's create a microcosm of all my problems. Same. <laughs> 
Tracy, I heard that you bring your own game for us to play for our game night. Ooh. I did. Okay, so here's the backstory. Not only do I love playing games, but I like to, I secretly want to like quit all media and just like move to a cave with Wi-Fi and just create games for people to play. <laughs> like it's my favorite thing in the world, right? So me and um, me and my person, I have been told that I have to shout him out here as co-creator of the game. Otherwise, he might sue me and I can't tell how serious he is. So I just wanna, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to get that out there. Me and my friend Albert Samaha created this game. And when I say created, I mean, you know, like it, I found a white person's game and I just made it a little better, basically. <laughs> right? A little, give yourself credit. You know what? A little better. You're right, you're right. <laughs> give yourself credit because a lot of times they take our stuff and just make it worse. Listen, make it worse and then make a shit ton of money off of it. Okay. So, Mm-hmm. Too soon. <laughs> my bad, y'all. My bad, my bad. It's all good. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We good. We good. We good. We good. We cash check. We cash check. It's all good. Okay, okay, okay. So, the game is called I Bet. The object of the game is to be able to list a certain number of items in a category in order to win that particular, like, hand or interaction, right? So, for example, let's say that I pick a card and that card says types of apples, right? Since I'm the person who picked the card, I look at the category and then I have to decide on a wager, on a bet. Like, how many of these can I name? Or, alternately, how many of these do I think that Brittany can name? I don't know if she looks like she knows a whole lot about apples. I do. Well, all right then. (laughs) I'm from Michigan, Tracy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's true and that's fair. So I decided in my head that I can name three types of apples. Without telling Brittany what the category is, I say, oh, I can name three of these things. Brittany has to figure out, do I secretly know more of these things? Is she trying to, like, trip me, trap me up? Like, what's going on? So you go back and forth. Like, maybe Brittany's like, well, I can name four. And I'm like, "Eh, I can name five. And at some point, somebody says, I bet. And then the other person has to list that number of apples. Did that make sense? It did. That did, it did make sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you seemed worried. I was. I was like, I don't know how to explain this game, so it makes sense. <laughs> okay. So maybe we should do Brittany and Eric, you'll be on a team. Me and Josh will be on a team. Let's do it, Taurus. All right. Battle of the Bulls. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) I can name four of these, Eric. It's tough because in this moment, I'm feeling a bit insecure, but I also, uh, I love a competition. So I'm going to go five. Let's just go five. Let's just do it. I believe in myself. I think that's adorable. (laughs) Those are usually my last words before something bad happens. I believe in myself. (laughs) No. Okay, I can name... I'm going to say I bet. I'm going to say I bet. Okay. All right. Um, so the category is R&B ad-libs. Oh. Oh, man. Is it a specific ad-lib from a specific song by a specific artist? Or is it just different onomatopoeia, like different noises? Is it like, ooh, yeah, and that's Jodeci? I think they have to be recognizable ad-libs. Yeah, recognizable okay. ad-libs. Ones that we can attribute to people. Ah, damn. Yo, I would have had you... Woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Wait, since I said, ooh, yeah, Jodeci, can that be off limits? Mm, it's interesting how you're asking about rules after we started playing the game. Ain't it though? Oh! Ain't it though? Ain't it though? Ain't it 
First off, you're supposed to be on my team. We're on the same team. What are you doing? Um, all right, minute on the clock. I have forgotten every ad lib in the world. Let's go. Look at me. I can't stop crying. It's my boo, Carl Thomas. Uh, the woo yeah is no longer in play. Um, Nehu's voice to men and other groups, of course. Um, this next one, one of my favorites. Yay! Yay! Mm-hmm. Disco, of mm, course. What is that? Seven yet? <laughs> Seven. Yeah, that was three. three okay, three. no problem. I mean, I ain't worried about nothing like that. Um, my fucking um. As soon as you get to motherfucking um, <laughs> you are worried. You are worried. <laughs> you should have played that off as a as an ad lib. Oh yeah, that yeah, was too late. Mary J. Blige be like, um, I'm doing a dance. Does that count as an ad lib? <laughs> <laughs> Does not count. For sure, there's a time limit. That's why I don't like this game, even though I made it. I'm not done. How much time do we have? <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, shit. I'm not a fan of that particular category. I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric, that was great job. Great job. I'm happy. It doesn't sound thank, like thank it. You, thank sure. you. Thank you. Sure. Sure. I probably would have tried to sneak some like rap ad libs in there. You got a good. There's the Jada kiss where he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does that thing. He's like, ah. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. you know, rap ad libs would be but, a good category too. We won a round, is what it means. Yeah. We won a round. Everybody's so happy. You won a round. Is it my turn now? You're going yeah. to Brittany. Okay. Okay. You got this, Josh. You got this. Head in the game. Focus. Don't let him intimidate you. Okay, I can name five of these. Oh, Lord. I'm worried, but I'm going to say that I can name six. Uh, I just want to see what happens. All right. I can name seven. Ooh. All right, bet. Okay. I wasn't going to escalate it to eight. I don't know eight of anything. <laughs> this is thrilling to watch. So the category is songs that are also dances. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I don't know eight of those. Yes, you do. Okay. Minute on the clock? Yeah. Lean with it, rock with it. Walk it out. Um, uh, chicken noodle soup. Um, the wobble. The um, electric slide. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe? That does not... No, yeah, Cotton Eye Joe is a line dance. I Yeah, it's a line dance, right? Functions. I think it counts as... Um, the Bankhead Bounce. The uh, Macarena. Well played. Well played. You did. My frustration is you like, I'm it. like, I don't know if that's a dance. Brittany's like, yeah, absolutely. That's a dance. <laughs> <laughs> this is like what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sorry that you didn't have the pleasure of attending many a Girl Scout function in elementary school wherein the Cotton Eye <laughs> Joe was performed. Uh, the reason it came to my mind was trauma. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I do think it's something that white people dance to at their weddings. Wow, really? They do. Yeah, I think it comes on either right before or right after Sweet Caroline. <laughs> I learned something new and You're sad today. Right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Woo, got a point. Got a point. Who's next? Who, go, who should go next? I think I'm next. Versus me? Yes. I'll give it a go. Just because I feel like 
it might be more difficult for you, Tracy. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a heal. No, what a heal you, you know. are. It's a specific energy, but hey, it's useful. It's useful in the game <laughs> night, all right? <laughs> okay, I am going to start out with three. And you don't think that I can name any? I can name four. I'll go five. I bet, because actually I'm scared. <laughs> You made me real nervous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be hard. I think I know. Okay. So the category is characters that Martin Lawrence play on Martin. And I know Damn. that seems very easy. But like, again, after like a couple, do you know the exact name? Or do you remember the episodes? Tracy knows everything. I do. <laughs> I'm so pissed that you didn't go. Damn it. <laughs> you get in my head and see what happens? Ugh. All right. So I only got to do five, right? Uh, I think like eight. Nah. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy. <laughs> Just five. Just five. Yeah, five. All right. All right, I'm going to go Jerome. I'm going to go Shanene. That's two. The little boy with the snot. His little Marvin? It, it was not, but I know what you're talking about, so we'll give that to you. Okay, okay, cool. If that's the case. Oh, shit. Then, uh, the little... <laughs> uh, the other person who I would say, I got the little snot boy. Roscoe, by the, the way. The kung, kung fu... Kung Fu, his name is like, ah, uh, ah, oh, shit, what is it? I see the episode. But anyway, I can describe to you his outfit. He has like the, it's got the tiger on it. It's got the embroidered thing. But it's, it's I think it's like Kung Fu something. They, it, it, Kung Fu is in his name. Dragonfly Jones. Dragonfly Jones. It's something, I knew it was something like that. All right, Dragonfly Jones. I need one more. Yes. Yeah, you do. Damn. Uh, Okay. <laughs> how much? How much time? Oh, oh, that was time. Dang. Right, all right. All right, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Um, another one was the white coworker that Martin portrayed. Yeah. His mama. His mama biscuit. His mama. Not my mama yes. biscuit. Oh, mama biscuit. Ma- you killed my mama bird, Gina. <laughs> Good category. Oh, all right. All right. My bad. Sorry, MTV2. I mean, I, I, I gave you all my time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am playing against you, Josh. Yes. The minimum you start with got to be three, right? <laughs> <laughs> I could name three. I could name four. Oh, shit. It's heating up. Oh, shit. I could name five. I bet. Okay. What is it? The category is common superstitions. Oh, oh man. Brent, I feel like you got five of them from just being around me alone. <laughs> Things I've annoyed you That's about true. specifically. <laughs> that is true. Okay, all right. Okay, number one, have to give it to Eric. Never split the poll. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, don't gift anyone you love shoes because they'll walk out of your life. Mm, yeah. That's country as shit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> number three, don't leave your purse on the floor. You won't have any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yep. Dang, I'm trying to think. Um, ow, I think I'm like, I'm like, Uh-oh. am I out? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is You're she not out? out? Oh, she, man. She might be. I don't know. You could do this. Okay, this, I don't know if this is necessarily superstition, but you are not supposed to throw away your hair after you cut it. You should burn that it. That is a superstition. That counts. I never heard of that one. That is a superstition. <laughs> and then a fifth one is, 
Oh, you should never clean. You should always do all your cleaning before New Year's Day because how you spend your day on January 1st is how you spend the year. So you do not clean on January 1st. You clean on December 31st. Is that a superstition or is that an intention? That is a it's a superstition because if, if you don't do it, you're going to be stressed. Uh, okay. <laughs> Intentions, you usually, yes. if you don't do it, you just keep it moving. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, let me just erase this. Yeah, yeah, like, let, me, like, let, me, let me rip out my manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. That was an impressive show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the score? What's the score? I think it's two and two. Yeah. I feel like my mom's big one was don't sweep my feet. You sweep my feet. It's I think sweet sweeping your feet mean you won't get in a, you won't end up in a relationship. Where are you from? I'm from <laughs> I'm from Memphis. My mom is from Louisiana. Ah, okay. Dreams about fish. Dreams about fish, that's another mm. one. Or if you're a foot itch, you die. What? <laughs> I heard the foot itch. That's deep. That's if good to know. Is you going to die? I, there's no yeah, in between. it's your toe. I think it's your toe. <laughs> Which one? Right. Should I be worried or not? <laughs> your big, big, I think oh, the big shit. one. You know what's why? As soon as I said it to you, my foot started itching. See? <laughs> <laughs> tiebreaker. We got to do the tiebreaker. Oh, shit. I'm the tiebreaker? That's all right. It's fine. I'm not scared. I just like to pretend to be scared to... Throw y'all off of your game. <laughs> Mr. Eric Eddings, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. I can name six. Mm, damn. Okay. Yeah. We starting high. Starting high. I can name seven. I can name eight. I can name nine. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like I got. <laughs> Feel like you got okie dokes a little bit. Yeah. You may. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. The category is games that you play at Black Game Night. Oh, okay. I might could do this. Monopoly, uh, Uno, Jenga, um, Moncala happens. Just gotta say, spades, uh, bid whist. uh, How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, Ooh, now it gets interesting. Um, Dominoes. Dang. You only need two more. All right. Uh, Jim Rummy. Um, I need one more. Just one. Shit. Okay. Um, heads up. Oh. Oh, cute. <laughs> oh, man. Tracy, welcome to the last 30 minutes of Monopoly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Um, I don't like it. I don't like it here. No, it's all good. I'm I'm actually not going to talk too much shit because everyone can hear, so I want to come to, in theory, other people's Mm. game nights. So I can't, like, I I can't show my whole ass. You have an image to protect. Right now. (laughs) Good job. Here's a trophy. Be safe getting home. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to Brittany and Eric for winning at the game. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank yeah. you so much. It feels better that I was in your own yeah, house. Yeah, same. I'm really enjoying that part. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. This was very, very fun. So Seriously, fun. Was, I'm definitely awesome. going to play this game. My, my family will eat this up. Yay! Like every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, everything always ends with a game. Love it. And this is this would fit right in. Oh, it makes me so happy. It's nice because you don't need anything. Yeah, you just write down some categories and then fight. So much fun. Yeah. Oh, can we can we do a real life game night if the world yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I would be down for that. Yes. I'll bring tickets to ride. No, you won't. <laughs> 
So you guys just relaunched. What can people expect from your new season? Ooh. Everything. Everything. How about we just say that? Okay. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, we're gonna, it's going to be fun. It's going to be me and Eric having fun together. We're going to have guests sometimes. Sometimes it's just going to be the two of us. But uh, it's going to be like all of the polish and the refinement that we have been working on through, you know, through the nod and, and, and so many of our other endeavors over the past, like uh. seven years, really in the past three years since we ended for Colored Nerds. But then that's still that same core of just me and Eric talking. It's going to be like, I think a little bit more direct us <laughs> flavor in your mm. ear than maybe what people have experienced in the past few years. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I, honestly, I'm, I'm just so excited to, to get back in the studio, even if the studio is at home. <laughs> we just want to say also just thank you. Like for y'all to have us here, honestly, the outpouring of support from like folks who had listened to the show, folks who had listened to The Nod. Yeah. We just really appreciate it. It means so much just, I think, for Brittany and I to just get back in the studio and feel like, you know, talking to each other on mic in a podcast is super fun again and we cannot wait till y'all hear what we have planned it's gonna be dope i can't wait to hear me it me either i've missed y'all's voices so much listening to you guys every week yes thank you thank you seriously you can find for colored nerds wherever you get your podcasts but also because stitcher is in partnership with sirius xm all sirius xm subscribers will be able to hear uh, for Colored Nerds as well. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm so glad that you all got a break, but I'm really, really glad that you guys are back. I'm so happy all Yes, especially as a, <laughs> as a podcaster who's been doing this for a while. You know, like, we understand the work and the energy that it takes behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that y'all are, y'all are just, like, here and standing still. I appreciate it. <laughs> Child, you ain't said nothing but a word. We're gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> like... It is a long road. It's a long road, but we we getting there, you know? Trace, even though we lost, I love your game. It's so much fun. Yeah, me too. Thank you, thank you. I bet. Patent it. Sell it. It's already a hit. This makes my heart feel so good because I was like, what if everybody's gonna hate the game, but it's so funny because I know it's good, right? Mm -hmm. But I have no idea how a game becomes popularized and marketed. Like, how do I take this game that me and my friend play from my brain and turn it into something that people can play and enjoy at their own game nights? And also make me rich in the process. I think I know someone we can talk to so that we can get this to market before someone tries to steal your idea. You know Milton Bradley. (laughs) No, (laughs) I know someone else, and I'll tell you who they are after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, back issue, and we're back, 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 back. Oh, we got new sound effects. Do we have a budget for that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So we're about to sit down with Teddy Phillips. He's a Seattle-based artist, engineer, and game maker. And he created a game called For the Culture. It's a Black culture game for us and by us. So we wanted to chat with him about what makes a great game, the world of game design for Black creators, and how Tracy can get that I bet game off the ground. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that we asked him was how he got his start creating games. Moving from Alabama to Houston, I didn't really know too many people. So um, I was able to connect with people, build camaraderie by being competitive. And it really just brought people together. It was a black game night. Mm. They threw a party at the house and they were like, okay, everyone come through. We got a few games, we got a few drinks. Let's do this. Uh, it's just the description of my perfect night. I secretly want to quit like all of my jobs. I want to leave media and I just want to make games and play games and have fun for the rest of my life. So I'm so interested in this path and how you ended up a game maker. Like, did it surprise you when you looked up and you were like, hey, I'm officially making games. The journey and the path came. I was creating like iPad and iPhone apps in college, um, just just going to school and things like that. Just casually making apps in college. You know. <laughs> yeah. When you're in school and stressed out, you just. <laughs> yeah, it was torturous. They they put us through like a 20 hour a week program. It was like we're damn near working full time. And I got out. I wasn't creating apps at all. I was just like doing like a regular IT tech job. And then I moved to Houston and game night was like super, super huge there. Mm. And we were just playing like the same old games, like, you know, Taboo and Charades and things like that. And I was like, you know what? We should create a black game. It should be a black version of this. And I was like, I don't have time to sit down and just deal with all this paper stuff. Let me try to figure out how to use my app skills to create an app. So I said I was going to do it for like two years and I just never did it. Mm. And then... uh I think I broke up with my girlfriend. And I was like, you know what? I need to do something that was super, super successful. So, uh, you know? So we should thank your ex for all your success is what I just heard. Shout out to her, man. <laughs> when did the idea of For the Culture, when did you have that? I took the Ellen's game home, which is heads up. And I started playing it with my family. And we would only play the hip hop category because that's mm. all, all my family knew. Mm. And I was sitting there like, we are exhausting one category. So instead of like, you know, sending an email to Ellen and team saying, hey, add black stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So so instead of just emailing her, I was like, look, you have some development skills. I mean, if you if you create something, you can play with your friends or at least you'll have something to play. So I started the journey of building it. Mm. I sent it off to Apple and I didn't hear back from Apple for like two weeks. So I'm like, man, is this for me? Is this going to happen? And then I got the note that it went live while I was at Apple Lounge in DC visiting my dad. We just had an impromptu game night in there. I was like, look, my app just got released. I got on the Aww. mic, said download for the culture. And uh, we just had a game night in there. It was a magical moment. You know, from then it just started spreading. I assume that every industry for black people is like really hard and really rough <laughs> because blackness, because racism. What is it like for game developers? The game industry is like wide open if you want to create something for your culture and, and for your people. And that's what I try to empower everyone to do. Don't ever get discouraged. There's so many times that I wanted to quit while I was creating for the culture. But what got me through is just the purpose and the mission. Mm. What do you want people to feel when they play for the culture? 
I want them to feel connected to blackness, you know, and connected to something that they actually grew up experiencing in their current experiences now. So I know going through trivia, I would used to have to answer like Doogie Howser and like all this other stuff. <laughs> so much fringe trivia. Bitch, I don't know. Totally, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, we have like Keenan and Kel, we have all that. We have all these icons that aren't being talked about anymore. And this might spark somebody's interest to reignite. Oh, dang, man. Let me watch Cousin Skeeter or something like mm-hmm. that. And going to schools and talking to kids, like, you can be a game maker. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a rapper. Right. You can make games if you love games. And I know gaming is becoming a lot popular, especially on platforms like Xbox and, and PlayStation. So just encouraging kids that they can actually go do it. So, I mean, biggest thing is, like, encouragement, empowerment, enlightenment. Having grown up playing so many games, what do you think it is about games that bring people together? I think it's competitive nature and I think it's like just escaping from like where you were. Right now, it's like being able to connect with people from all over the globe. I know my friend, he made lifelong friends with a buddy that he was playing like Madden with. So I think it's connecting a lot of people through competition, honestly. I know that you said that after For the Culture, you released two other games. What were they and how did the process of making those ones differ from the initial one? Yeah, so For La Couture was the second game I released, the Latinx version of uh, For the Culture. So I was taking For the Culture around, especially in Houston, and I was playing it with my Spanish partners, and they said, man, what you making for us? Mm. I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I want y'all to lead it. I mean, I have the technology, but y'all tell me what to put in the game, and then we can put it out. It took some time trying to make it fit the diaspora of the Latinx community was super difficult. Mm-hmm. So trying to make sure you find that right line where you can speak to pretty much everyone. What steps do you take in order to make a game that's based in experience but isn't based in yours? Mm. A lot of listening and a lot of iterations. So it's it's putting out the the content list and allowing people to poke holes at it as much as they want. What's your favorite memory of game night? Like your favorite game night that you've ever had? Or like a game night injustice that you will never get over. We were playing my game. And this dude, we we had to win this last round. And he wanted his girlfriend to win so bad. And this is his favorite rapper. He said he didn't know who Young Jeezy was. Oh. And I'm sitting there like, bro, bro, uh, 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 uh. I said, uh, snowman, trap or die, one on one, one on three, all this. And he was like, uh, uh, uh. And then, eh. <laughs> wow. Come on, man. Did y'all put him out after that? Yeah, no, uh, he had to take a shot. He had to take all our shots. Mm. Oh, gosh. Is he still with us to this day? He recovered. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve is when I feel like people are changing the rules in the middle of it. That's another one. <laughs> we had a few users hit us up about uh, like some of the rules. They were like, yeah, we were playing the game, and the answer was CeeLo, and a person put up the C sign. And is that cheating or is that perfectly legal? <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, if they didn't say it, then it's, it's perfectly legal. Over here playing umpire. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now black people are amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can people find your work? So they can find uh, For the Culture, which horrible at social media, but <laughs> they can find it at uh, For the Culture app on IG. And then for my artwork, at Stat the Artist. Thank you for sitting with us. Yes, this was so amazing. I am going to go and start making games, like, right now. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So Trace, as our queen goddess, patron saint, Tyra Banks, who treated every season of America's Next Top Model as her own personal game. (laughs) Just paper dolls everywhere. The didn't she though? (laughs) (laughs) Did we? Learn something from this. I learned that I miss game night. Mm, Absolutely. I miss all of the connections that we make. I miss shit talking when it's appropriate. I miss (laughs) all of my family being in one place and just shooting the shit. Mm. Those are the, like, memories that you hold really dear, you know? Yeah, especially now that you can't just easily do those things, right? Like, if you want a pop-up game night to happen, you can't just send out a text and be like, hey, everybody come over on this day. You got to be like, now, who's vaccinated? Who trips about the mask? Do I have enough room? How many people can I get in? I miss game night, too. Maybe that means that now game night's will be, like, even more important. The moment when we actually get to have them and we feel safe at them and we feel that connection Mm -hmm. will feel even more crucial, even more important because of how unavailable they feel now. Right, so we'll appreciate them more because we don't have them is what you're saying. Yeah. I do think you're right. I think that this is something that is just so crucial to, like, our happiness. Not just how fun it is, but, like, what it means to be able to gather this way. I want to use this as an example to myself to carve out more fun in my life. We get so used to, we grow up and then we have all these responsibilities and then you're just thinking of the like utility of fun (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to just like having fun. Right. And we look back at fun, I think, is like a thing that you get to do when you're a child Mm -hmm. and then you grow up and you have responsibilities and then it only exists as a memory, but it does not have to. It doesn't have to. You make time for the things that are important to you and we need to make fun more important. You have permission, everybody. You have permission to have fun Mm -hmm. for the sake of having fun. Mm -hmm. If permission is what you needed. I needed it. Do that shit. What did you learn? I learned, obviously, like the process of a game going from idea to thing that people can also obtain Mm -hmm. and enjoy and also send me money for. That's (laughs) my, you know. But in addition to that, I learned why it matters to make space for games that are specifically black, you know, and games that use our references and they center us and treat us as the norm. Mm. And also what it's like to be a black game maker in the game making industry. In the game making game? You know, in the biz. (laughs) 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 Um, This sounds like like everything else. It's tough and tenuous, but Mm. worth it. Well, so when can we expect I bet in in Target and Um, Walmarts and... In barbershops and... 
get the supply stores. <laughs> hey, um, you got the eight back. <laughs> Y'all got that uh, buy one get one free. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to try to make this happen. You should because friend. number one, it's already in the world. So if I don't do it, who will? And I gotta move before somebody else comes and swoops me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting over here looking like boo boo the fool. Somebody didn't stop my game. So stay tuned, everyone. Maybe you'll get to see it happen. And maybe you'll get to see me be a cover model on the box. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Back Issue is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. This show was created and is hosted by Tracy Clayton. That's me, that's me. And it's also created and hosted by Josh Quinn. That's me, that's me. Our senior producer is also Josh Glenn. I mean, oh, <laughs> one overachiever. And our lead producer is Emmanuel Hapsis. Our managing producer is John Asante. Our senior editor is Leela Day. Our associate producers are Alexis Moore, Xandra Ellen, and Brianna Garrett. Our intern is Arlene Arevalo. Our executive producers are Jonah Weiss Berman and Max Linsky. And our engineers are Raj Makija and Davey Sumner. This show also features amazing music by the one and only Don Will. You can follow him on all the socials at Don Will. And you can follow me on most of the socials, because I don't know all of y'all like that, at Broken McCarvey. <laughs> you can follow me on all the socials at Regarding Josh, except for TikTok, because I'm not trying to learn another editing software. I'm too old. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Back Issue on Instagram at Back Issue Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever free podcasts are sold. You can leave us a review. Five stars only, please. You can call the Back Issue Hotline with your pop culture emergency at 678-74-ISSUE. We're going to go wait by the phone. See you next week. Bye.